Eagles Entertainment. Anything that moves, I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right of the week, and we're back for the start of training camp as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 390. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with Chris McPherson and Ben Fennell about what we saw out on the practice field for the Eagles' first official practice session this summer as the 2022 season inches closer and closer. A little bit of an abbreviated practice. We'll talk through that. The team has a walkthrough on Thursday, so it's a little bit of a lighter day to help get the team back into the swing of things, but there are some takeaways and certainly some news to hit on as well, which we will get to at the very top of the show. Before we get there, a couple of things I want to make sure we hit on. Number one, make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. If you've got a question about this team going into the season, now's the time. We will answer any questions we get as training camp comes along. We are going to be here daily. Every time the Eagles are out there for an official practice, we will have a podcast to recap it. So make sure you stay tuned and stay subscribed right here on the feed wherever you get your podcasts. That said, let's get into this. Excited to start talking about some new football here with Chalk Talk. It's time to catch up with Ben and Chris. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, guys, let's get into it. Like I said, we've got some new football to watch. Ben, I know you're excited about that. But before we get into what happened on the field, uh, we are going to start things off the way we typically start these episodes off, and that's by welcoming in Chris McPherson for uh, for some transactions. Uh, CMAX, some uh, some news on the newswire here. Thank you. I want to get to the football, yes. so we'll get through this quickly. Let's go through some coach promotions. I won't okay. go through every one. A couple I want to highlight. Denard Wilson, defensive backs coach, added passing game coordinator responsibilities to his title. So something to watch with him. Jeremiah Washburn, who had his hand in both coaching and personnel the last couple of years as a senior defensive assistant. Well, he's now fully on the coaching staff. He is working with the defensive ends and the outside linebackers. So a couple coaching changes there on the uh, eve of training camp. Now, for roster moves, four guys have been signed. Go through them quickly. Tight end Jaden Graham, center Cameron Tom, wide receiver Lance Lenore, and defensive tackle Kobe Smith. All previous NFL experience. Some guys battled some injuries in the past and looking for a new opportunity, and the Eagles are presenting them here at camp. A couple players have been released. Tackle Jared Williams signed out of the University of Miami following the 2022 NFL draft. The team also waived wide receiver Josh Hammond and defensive tackle Noah Ellis, whose brother Christian is on the team at linebacker. Noah Ellis was waived uh, due to injury. A couple players were placed on the active, physically unable to participate lists. Uh, these players can come off the list at any point yep. as soon as they're healthy, ready to go. Tight end Richard Rogers, guard tackle Brett Toth, and tight end Tyree Jackson who's coming off that knee injury from last season. Uh, last thing I'll touch on here for the first day of practice, players who did not participate, 
Jason Kelsey coming back from COVID progression, wide receiver Zach Paschal in Eldis, and another wide receiver, Carrick Wheatfall, also coming back from the COVID progression. Limited in practice, same reason with the COVID progression for both these guys, two starters on defense, safety Anthony Harris and defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. So obviously we'll go through the, the guys that play every day, the guys that are out there on the field. What does that mean for the depth chart and who's practicing where? We'll get into that. I felt like today, uh, Ben and you and I, we didn't really necessarily like take those notes because like, all right, it's day one. Let's just say we knew a few of these guys uh, weren't necessarily out on the field. But uh, Ben, before we get into what we saw here, just good. I mean, it's good to be back out there and just getting some football in, right? Yeah, it just makes it feel like football season and feels like the cusp of the football season here, just getting out to practice and see some balls flying through the air and, you know, some grunting and some competitive periods. But, <laughs> right. you know, all in all, I love just the second year stability for a number of reasons. We have Sirianni in his second year, yep. much less question marks. Not having all these COVID situations and protocols really dominating the conversation, creating all that uncertainty the past two seasons. Sure. Things just feel much more stable and very calm out there. And I'm really excited to kind of see that continuity move forward. And just feels like a lot more optimism around practice, around this team, around this league. Uh, heading into 2022. Yeah. He's not the only you know guy coming in his second year. Wide receiver Devontae Smith sure. spoke after practice, and he said, I know the schedule. You know, biggest thing for him is he wants to know when can he do his his cold tub, when can he do his film study. He understands, okay, I know when practices are going to be. I know when meetings are going to be. I understand the pace of everything. I'm not flying by the seat of my pants. And he knows the playbook as well. He's not coming in as a wide-eyed rookie. So helping certain players who are coming to their second years, like Devontae Smith, very, very helpful to understand how the schedule is going to work. And just so many question marks from last year of a, of a kind of an unproven head coach in Sirianni. People wondered his style, his themes, you know, his personality. And even though Devontae Smith, our first-round pick, Heisman Trophy winner, Tons of questions about his translation into the NFL sure. game and his size. So, like things in the conversations are much more stable this year. Feels very at peace out there, and it felt very comfortable to see a lot of those guys in their second year. And, and even that was a, a topic of conversation before the Eagles took the field. There was a, a press conference with head coach Nick Sirianni, general manager Howie Roseman, and, and one of the top well, big topics I would say coming out of that uh, was like the the preseason expectations, and uh, you know the. And I think this is the right way, obviously, for them to approach it. It's like, look, you can't worry about winning the division, winning games in December and November if you don't win training camp. You got to go through, have a good camp, start the season off right, uh, you know, do all the little things. That's always been uh, their indoctrination from day one. That's always what uh, this coaching staff has preached. Uh, but I think when you look back, even just to like last year, like, yeah, people on the outside, maybe the expectations are different now than they were a year ago. But for the for the team, they're treating this training camp just like they treated last year. Like, yeah. Well, we can't get to week one if we don't have a first you know, really strong few weeks here in the summer. A couple of things off of that. Howie said that, and he's been here since you know 2000s. Yeah. He's seen his ebbs and flows over the years. He said that the most talented teams have not always been the most successful. Yep. It's going to be the chemistry and the things behind the scenes that you're going to see. And the Eagles, with the two weeks on the road for joint practices and preseason games, they'll get a chance to really develop that chemistry. Now, some coaches go different ways of addressing expectations. In the team meeting last night, Nick Sirianni brought up the metaphor of a mountain climber. Okay, Mountain climbers go look at the top. Well, you're not getting to the top at that very moment. Mountain climber has to focus on 
the part that he's climbing at, at that exact moment. So it's those little teaching points that he wants to show the guys. Like you said, Fran, they have to win today. They have to focus and stay in the moment before they can go out and address all these like things like winning the division, making the playoffs, and this, that, and the other. I can't claim to be an expert mountain climber like our producer, Peter Kelly. That is true. Uh, but if you're, if you're one of those free climbers, if you, you know, try to put your hand down and you're looking ahead for the next step three, four steps away – you're falling down, and that's that's the end of the climb. So uh, I think that metaphor absolutely works. Um, let's get into what we saw here uh, here this afternoon. Like I said, it was a, a very light practice. It was uh, warm-ups, individual. They did a couple of light uh, team drills. It was probably, what, been like three or four periods, right? Uh, we saw a couple special team sessions uh, and then one final team period to wrap things up. But very, more of a, I wouldn't even say a walk-through pace because it, it was definitely more than that, but a, a lighter session. Um, just big takeaways, Ben, I'll come to you, uh, in terms of the, just walking off the field, general vibe after taking in the first day well walking onto the field it's practice one you're not getting too emotional or dramatic by anything that you yep. see so in my mind it's kind of i'm looking at the tats i'm looking at the spats i'm looking at the kicks you know what do players have taped up who's got some new ink from the summer who's breaking out the new kicks out on the field jalen hurt some uh really nice jordan tens boston <laughs> scott some jordan one cleats out yep. there some, some nice kicks there for practice number one. Uh, but all seriousness, really great just to see the guys out there. See, you know, young Cam Jurgens holding down the center spot for yep. first-team offense with Jason Kelsey, uh, I believe, on a veteran day. Yep. Or, or, COVID yeah. progression. COVID yeah. progression. But, but yep. I think you, you made a good point was, uh, all right, well, if you know Kelsey's not out there, is it going to be Cam Jurgens or are they going to put one of the veterans in? And let, you know, not like, No, they said, all right, Cam Jurgens, step right in, uh, work with the ones. Yeah, day one, just saw Cam Jurgens there. A lot of interest if he's going to be cross-training at multiple positions or just give them one designated assignment. So that would be a storyline to watch uh, over the summer. Yep. And it was also nice to see Isaac Sayamalu back out there next to Lane Johnson and kind of the conversational thought of these guys have been teammates for a long time, haven't played next to each other a whole lot. So that right guard, right tackle pair, yep. one snap in their careers together next to each other. Could be the projected right side for the season. We'll see how they work uh, all this summer into camp. That's crazy. One snap? And considering how versatile (laughs) Sayamalo has been with literal snaps at every offensive line position, but because of some injuries and some comings and goings in the lineup, they just haven't been adjacent. And we know Brandon Brooks in and out of the lineup. Well, Sayamalo is on the left side. So they've been in the lineup together, been in the huddle a ton together, been in the locker room a ton together not necessarily next to each other on the offensive line. So a combination and definitely watch for the summer. That's why it was so interesting coming off Landon Dickerson's great rookie season, what they would do with him. Because do you say, okay, he's a fixture now at that left guard spot, and do you have him and Maialata work well together, or do you shift him back over to be with Lane Johnson? And obviously Jeff Stoutland and the team – Love the cohesiveness on the mm-hmm. left side. Now they got to try to figure out how to get that on the right side of the line. I must say, just from a pure selfish standpoint, from a content angle, like so glad that we're going to have Landon Dickerson and Jordan Mailata <laughs> next to each other just for the Vikings, uh, what those two have created so far through one year together. Um, two big plays I thought that really stood out. I don't know, Ben, which one was better, but the two I would say the two big plays of the day. Uh, Quez Watkins caught a back shoulder fade. Right side, Jalen Hurts threw it up. Uh, Avante Maddox in coverage. Quez came down. It was an outstanding pitch and catch. Uh, and then Marcus Epps defensively jumped, in, jumped an interception. It was a route intended for uh, Dallas Goddard. Front pylon, opposite side of the field. Uh, and Marcus Epps, I mean, exploded through that catch point uh, and came up with the pick in the end zone. Yeah, really impressive interception. Goddard actually had a step out of the break, and Epps really accepted accelerated and got from A to B and beat Goddard to the spot. Yep. Accurately thrown ball, just defender beat the offensive player to the spot. Great yep. competitive rep. 
play I absolutely loved. A little shallow crossing route by A.J. Brown. A little too casual, in my opinion. Big T.J. Edwards. Punch and rip that ball out. Yep. Love the competitiveness, especially with a all-pro caliber player like A.J. Brown. Ball security is still important for guys like that. Practice one. Love seeing that happen. Now let's fix it, get it corrected, and pay attention to those details. Yeah, a big storyline from last summer, right? How often do we talk about the defense going for the strip attempts, strip yep. attempts, strip attempts? We saw that uh, here on day one. Uh, you brought up A.J. Brown. I know that's, uh, that's a player I think, uh, obviously, a lot of Eagles fans are very, very excited uh, about A.J. Brown. I know, Ben, you're going to be focusing on him, just kind of watching him uh, over the next few days as a player we're getting introduced to for the first time. Yeah, and one and one A in every drill, every you know uh, session, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown working together a lot, you know, working uh, you know, almost in competition when receivers have to kind of give release looks and jam looks and um, you know maybe be in their hip and work on catch point drills it's Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown two elite receivers in very different packages it's really fun to kind of watch the different profiles kind of work together there not only the leadership and being first in the line but just making each other better obviously the iron sharpening iron and iron can come in different sizes too but it's still iron i'm finding so interesting about aj brown is how much of a student of the game he is so in practice today he was showing a rocker step to Devontae smith one that he got off his former teammate elijah moore who now plays for the new york jets or basically it's a way to kind of you know, kind of keep the defender guessing as you're closing the distance between them. And then you got to be able to snap off that route the last second, which, which whichever way you're going. And Devontae Smith said that he was working on it. Uh, A.J. Brown also said that a short time ago he saw a play on Instagram that involved Cam Newton from years ago and basically screenshot and showed to Jalen Hurts and was like, we got to figure out a way to get this hmm. into the offense. So it's so interesting that the bond that these guys have because Jalen Hurts after practice today, they had thousand, you know, all these guys had like thousand reps to get ready for now. So you're not getting ready for the season in training camp. It's you basically were getting ready for training camp to be able to keep yourself on pace that they can hit the ground running once they reported here to Philadelphia. So um, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown said they, they were here at the facility early, early this morning. Devonta Smith was in the building already just to you know go over the scripts, go over the film, just to get themselves ready for that first practice. And while A.J. and Devonte will obviously steal our eyes and attention and conversation, you still had Jalen Rieger out there. You had Greg Ward. You already talked about the Quez Watkins touchdown. Yep. He had a touchdown later as well in the red zone period. Yep. Kind of a flood concept. Everything taken away. Hurts, I think, got to his fourth or fifth option with that backside right. route. Right. Quez Watkins coming across the back of the end zone there. So some veteran presence behind some really good receivers. This is a good receiver room heading into the season. And you factor in Dallas Goddard as no well. Question, uh, no. It's just a, it's a really, it's going to be a fun offense. A couple it, fun speedy guys out there yeah. too and the Britton Coveys and um, the uh, Devin Allens of the world yep. and a lot of different profiles. John Hightower still out there sure. with yep. speed. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, very active today too. He got into the end zone a couple times. There's a lot of red zone work uh, today in, from the, in terms of the team session. So uh, we saw, I mean, a handful of Texas routes to, uh, to Gainwell, to Sanders, to Scott. So, uh, you know, again, and every day they're going to kind of install different play concepts and uh, different route concepts. And today uh, that was a big theme for sure. And as expected, I love the energy of the second team. And yep. that starts and ends with the conversation of Gardner Minshew. Yep. That guy is just a ball of excitement, enthusiasm. He's going to let you know on every incompletion or completion how he feels about it. I think he had a big touchdown in the back corner. I think the Rieger yes. gave a big fist pump and got everybody fired up. It's not a take a break when the twos and threes are out there. I like the energy. I like the excitement. There's no like, uh, well, the twos are out there. We're just going through the motion. 
you feel the the excitement, you feel the competitiveness, you feel the fire of those twos and threes. And I think that just gets infectious from the top down in the building. No doubt. Well, uh, C-Mac, before we wrap things up, uh, I think that was most of what we saw out in the field. Was there anything else from a press conference standpoint or any quotes from uh, after practice that stood out to you? That's what I'm going through. We talked about Howie and Nick. You know, there's a lot made about uh, Nick wearing the Jalen Hurts T-shirt, the Jalen Hurts picture with the shade, something sure. that Nick wore last year. And he did the player T-shirts all throughout the course of last season. And it's just his way of showing love. I, I think – Everyone trying to make a big deal about day one. Oh, you're wearing, wearing today? Yeah, what, right, you know, yeah. but day, day one, you're wearing the Jalen Hurts. He just tried to say, I'm showing love to my guy. Um, and A.J. Brown added to it because A.J. Brown arrived for training camp yesterday wearing a Hurts season yeah. hat. You know, that's his guy. These two are, are best friends off the field. So they have such a tight bond, tight relationship that A.J. Brown – you know, is looking to connect with everyone, whether it's the fans. He, he talked about the story of buying the, the fans in Cherry Hill at the Eagles Pro Shop, yep. his jersey. He was just swinging by the store to see if the jersey was for sale. And, you know, of course, that's what the jersey that everyone wants at this point. So he figured he'd buy the fans who were looking for a jersey, the jersey. Um, he, he just loves the vibe in Philadelphia. He feels the appreciation and the passion from the fans and is trying to connect with everyone as much as possible. Uh, Brandon Graham spoke uh, – he had an interesting story, interesting start to camp here. There's a young boy here who has Down syndrome who has been through a liver transplant and a heart transplant. Mm. So has been through something that, you know, as a parent myself, can't fathom having yeah. to deal with all that. So the strength that this young boy must have is, is beyond incredible. Reached out to Brandon and was looking for some inspiration. And Brandon sent him some videos to kind of pump him up. Well, Brandon found out that the boy was going to be at practice. So went over, spent time with him, spent time with the family, got to see that impact of what those little videos are able to do mm. for him. And Brandon's just so incredibly thankful to be back from the Achilles, full go, yep. no restrictions. He's out there first rep. Yeah, you know, ready to roll here, the longest tenured athlete in the city. And uh, he doesn't take it for granted. You know, he had the knee injury very early in his career his rookie season and he knows the hell he went through to rehab to get back you know from that uh he said that that helped prepare him for this rehab to know what he had to do to get back and he was just better in a better place physically mentally where he's at with his career to be ready for the grind to be able to get back here because he wanted to be here with his guys for day one one of my favorite moments from practice uh there was a it was like the first play right ben of a, of a team period uh jalen hurts dropped back to pass you could tell he didn't have like a great grip on the ball the ball slipped out of his hand as he dropped back to throw uh the ball pops right up in the air goes right through brandon graham's hands and you could just like know like oh i wish he was why i wish he was mic'd up uh for that because i would have loved to have been able to see the uh, the clear reaction from him uh on the near interception but uh, yeah, like I said, just great to have all these guys back out in the field, get Eagles football uh, back going again. For some more anecdotes from the three of us for what we saw out at practice, make sure you go check out our practice notes. They should be live on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, the Eagles mobile app. By the time you are listening to this podcast, make sure you go check that out uh, wherever you get your Eagles content. Guys, uh, we won't do a podcast tomorrow because uh, the Eagles will be having a walkthrough on Thursday, but we'll be back on Friday. Uh, we'll see how the season gets underway. It's going to be fun bringing it down every day right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast.